Welcome to PTG TV. This is your host, Antonio Hicks, a.k.a. Escape in the Matrix. Continue with my discussion on Does My Vote Matter? Already two episodes in with my co-host, Tamika Day, giving her the day off. So my guest today is Jacinda Jackson, president of the Cab Young Dems here in the great state of Georgia, hashtag the Dirty South. Yeah. So welcome, Jacinda, and thank you for being the guest. So if Hi. you can... Just tell us about yes. who you are and... Oh my goodness. Who I am. My name is Jacinda Jackson. Most folks know me as Cindy. Um, and I got married, so I am a Jackson now. I'm in the Jackson clan. Um, and I am the president of the Cabin Democrats and I am a native to Georgia. So I am a Georgia... I, not Georgia. I am a Georgia <laughs> native. But I guess that could be... Hey man, it's a thing. Jordan. We have crossed over to Jordan. Yeah, you know... <laughs> Cross over to Jordan, right, right. I know, right. Um, but yeah, born and raised in the South. I am half Jamaican, so um, you know, there's that too. So I'm a Jamaican. Um, and then also, what else about me? So I mean, I'm just passionate about the people, passionate about the community. I am a visionary. I have such big plans, goals, and dreams to just make our world better. Um, but it starts obviously with yourself. Mm -hmm. Then after you get yourself and your house in order, you know, um, and then, of course, you um, expand to your direct local community and then you can keep expanding from there. And so my goal is just to keep expanding the work that I'm doing. And for as of this year, 2020, a good bit of the work that we are doing is about voting and getting folks out to to vote. And we have in DeKalb County, um, between DeKalb Dems and DeKalb Young Democrats, we have exponentially increase the number of voters this year like crazy it's a fact like we have really 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 um had a really powerful gotv um a more powerful vision between the group um so my husband john jackson he is the chair of the cat democrats and so mm-hmm. um there's lots of there's there is lots of crossover there just in regards to the impact that we are having. Um, and so, so yeah, I just absolutely, I'm just absolutely grateful about the work that we're doing and how we, we really are adding exponentially to the win that should happen for the Democratic Party. So what made you in all of your civil service uh, decide to get into that and helping people out and then, of course, become a, a Democrat altogether? I mean, because we have, we, well, we, <laughs> there, there should be three parties, if not more, but we have two yeah. dominant parties right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what got you into politics, being a civil servant and helping out the individuals? So what made you so passionate about that? And then what drove you to actually join into the Democratic Party and become a president? My mama in them. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, <laughs> though, my mom, she is so sweet. She is a giver. Like she, she always had us giving and doing. So she got. So I have five siblings. Mm-hmm. We were um, extremely involved all throughout life. Um, like I said, like we, like we all did Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. We were very involved in the church. Is she from and Georgia so, too? She is. She from Newton County, Georgia. Newton County, Georgia. She's from Oxford, Georgia. So Oxford, Georgia, that is where Oxford College, which is the, um, it's like the sister brother college to Emory College mm-hmm. uh, or Emory 
University. Um, yeah. And yep. So she is from Oxford. And um, and yeah. And so she is a Georgia peach through and through. So all my southernness, you know, comes from there, you know. So I like I like pickup trucks and red clay and uh, and uh, sweet potatoes and all that good stuff because of her. So <laughs> I don't think you have a choice but to like red clay coming from the south. <laughs> right, right, um, right, right. People right. don't understand. Like a lot of these kids nowadays don't understand <laughs> the, the the plight of having to walk through that red clay. Ooh, yeah. I grew up in Macon, we still had streets that weren't even paved yet. Right, and that's how it was for my mom. So we um so we did summers at my grandmother's house or my grandparents' house. And mm-hmm. yeah, down there, uh, being in the country, because, you know, they had, you know, they had quite a bit of land and they were, um, and yeah, we just, we just go outside and just be playing. And yeah, mm-hmm. there was just all kind of trees and lots of red clay and just lots of all that, you know, all that stuff. So yes, yeah, so I am. So I truly am Southern because, you know, I, I, I spent, I spent summers in Newton County, you know, <laughs> Newton County, Georgia. So, um, so yeah, so um, what? So what were you asking me from there? You were like, <laughs> sorry, I like, I like lost. I was, I was lost in my southern daydreams of like being. It's fine. This, so this, I'm gonna like, bring young it, child in in. Uh, well, that's a lot of things that people don't get Georgia. about. <laughs> like, I want to say real southerners because I do, I do have a distinction of a real southerner versus a city person. Because mm. real southerners, ones that come from like the country. I think a lot of us get involved with civil service because we grew up in, in, in involved in the neighborhood. Mm. Only thing we knew about was community because it's on people we had was community. So if right. ever, anybody ever needed something, then you know you get somebody down, you get Ma down the street. She'll either bake you a meal or make sure the kids got clothes clothes on their back, or if they need water or something, or you know bills might not be paid, they'll loan out money or let them mm-hmm. come down and use their utility service. So I think if you grew up in the South. That's what you grew up around. You just didn't mm. realize what you were doing was actually helping out the community and volunteering around it. So that's you know, why I say in you, like what made you actually get into... Oh, that's where we started at. My mama and them. Yes, my mama yeah. and them. That's one. And I will say my daddy and them, or my dad. So he is Jamaican. And even though his was never direct, because you, you make a good point. His was never like, hey, I'm going to go help out this person, that person. But be, but the, um, you know, here in Georgia and just in general, Jamaicans, they are pretty, you know, tight knit and they're mm-hmm. always helping out each other. Um, every time that he would fly back, you know, um, to Kingston or to, um, you know, anywhere that he's going in Jamaica, he would always go with a suitcase full of clothes. I'm talking about suits and shoes and accessories. Like he would, he would, he would do like a elaborate shopping trip here and mm-hmm. he would pack a huge, huge suitcase to take back with him to give to um, his people in Jamaica and honestly like you know that went over my head like I didn't like I never put I never thought it it was a common thing that he did I never even thought why he do um why he did it he mm-hmm. never said yeah I'm gonna go help out X Y and Z I'm like wow dad is going shopping a lot it's like you know every year I'm like well, I'm like I have never seen dad shop this much and get all these things until my mom said yeah he he like takes that you know, to the people that are there. And so it's funny because 
while my dad may not have been the one to push us to, you know, be in Girl Scouts or in Boy Scouts, he was giving to his people constantly, um, but just never even talked about it because certain things are so ingrained in you, yep. you know, that they're really, it's like, for some people, it's like, wow, that's amazing. But it's kind of like, okay, sure. Yeah. And it is. What but I do. For, uh, right. For us, it's what we do. And I feel like the best leaders are people who it's like this is what we do like right. so to where you are almost confused why people are so going crazy at like everything that, you know that you've done or that you do because it's what you do and you aren't just doing it for political reasons you know right um I would think about me. So before I came back to DeKalb County, I lived in Midtown, Atlanta, right, right, you know, right off Peachtree for about seven years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, well, first I was at Tech, actually. I went to school there, moved to New York, came back. Um, and then I, you know, moved into Midtown. So I'm like, okay, where can I move that is like, that is like New York, but, you know, it's in Atlanta. So I, plotted right down um, there and it was great because I could walk everywhere. I had no need for a car, um, but even though I had a car, um, but I remember I was working and doing my thing and I felt like, I was like, man, you know what? Like I got to serve. And so just on my own by myself, I served for like, I would say, you know, seven or so years, pretty hardcore, just like going to urban gardens, like hardcore, going to like all of the doctor stuff, just like, just like, um, you know, going to feed the hungry. These things just really doing it on my own personally by mm-hmm. myself. And there were times where like, where I would invite my mom to go or my friends to go. But for me, it was just, I just, I just feel a little bit off balance if I'm not right. serving or giving back in some kind of way. And I had no idea that, that I would be, running for office so that, you know, this stuff would be great for me to, you know, have done or, or be doing, but because I was just doing it for myself, you know? Right. Um, and so I think for me, it's just so ingrained in the fabric of who I am. It's, it's super ingrained, even in school, you know, if, if you were in the beta club or, you know, X, Y, and Z, like those kind of clubs, like, like you, you had to always serve and give. So it just becomes a part of who you are. And for me, it's, it's a part of who I am. Like, so I just enjoy being around people. I enjoy doing, I enjoy just making folks happy and just making my, um, state georgia making mm-hmm. my country america making my world the earth better because why not <laughs> right and that's the biggest thing i always tell people when they ask you know well who are you and what have you done i said you know i don't define greatness by you publicizing the tasks that you've done to help out the community greatness is defined by when you go around people if they actually know who you are and if they actually send you out on the streets Cause like for me, like you say, me personally, I mean, growing up in the South, that's the only thing we knew how to do. Like I, I never was one of those ones. Even running for office, like all the stuff I did, I never like took pictures of and took photo shoots. Cause it's like that's. I thought that's what we were supposed to do as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I come from Macon. So Macon, even growing up in Stone Mountain, because I mean, I grew up in both, but right. it was always a community-based thing. So when you helping out somebody in need or helping somebody that says don't have any, you know, it's homeless or, you know, children need to be babysat because the parents having issues or they're working on it. It just came natural. So it never, for me, it was like, why right. do I need to publicize something that right. you should be doing as a human? Because I don't believe, and this is my own personal belief, you're not meant to be here to self-serve yourself. You're meant to self-serve, to serve other people to make everybody just as good as you are. 
Okay. Because if you look okay. at it from a cellular level, cells don't operate on their own. Cells, the only thing they do is replicate and continue to help out other cells. Oh, look at that. Okay. So I'm like, so. want to get down to the uh, cellular oh man, yeah, level. I'm, I'm deep. Oh, <laughs> so says, I'm like, how to you get know, out the matrix, huh? So like, right. that's a part of how how to get how to get out the matrix. <laughs> right, it's encoded in you. So it, in the matrix itself, everything you're supposed to do is already encoded in you. So your refusal to help out people. Mm. is you refusing to help out the program and it's already built inside of you as an individual. Oh, okay. We're getting deep. Okay. I, I, listen, I am, I am, I am here for it. I, I am here. <laughs> I am here for it because 2020 has been a very Matrix-like year. It has. It has. I mean, and, and I'm like thinking, is it just me or is this year like this for everybody like, like this <laughs> this year? No. I think it's everyone because I have seen I have seen so many memes, so many, <laughs> so many. I think I was um I think I was on it, I was on somebody's page and um maybe it was I don't know I don't know if it was Beyonce or Kelly Rowland or uh one of these women um and they they had like this like Yelp it was like a fake Yelp review and mm-hmm. then it had the year 2020, 2020. And, it, <laughs> and it was like no stars horrible year would not recommend <laughs> not recommend this year but I don't think it was I don't think it's okay it's bad as far as the death and the pandemic and stuff but see what 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 I like to tend to, what I tend to do is you always can find some good within the darkness mm-hmm. So the Always. good thing about it that was supposed that should have happened that people are fighting against is you're supposed to reset yourself. So I, I look at it because I was like, okay, there's a purpose behind why the entire world is shut down. It's not just one country going through a trouble like we would typically see on average days. The entire world is shut down. So I was like, okay, what is it that we're supposed to be getting from this? And I'm like, it's time for people to rebrand themselves. And the reason, my own belief again, is well, I think people are bucking it so hard and want to get back to normality is because they refuse to sit down and find out who their inner person is because they're afraid of their inner person. So they want to get back to a place to where their mind can be clouded with normality to escape the problems that they have yet to deal with on their own. Facts and facts and facts and facts and facts and facts. That is so real. Yeah, I mean, it is so real. Okay, so this year for me, I started off like running. I mean, I was like, I was, I was like, I was this stallion as well, just like running this race. And it was, it was, it was, it was very, very dope. You know, it was like, um, I came in, um, you know, with the win as, um, as president of the Cab Young Democrats. And then I was asked to be on the Bloomberg campaign. And I was the, uh, I was the regional director for mm-hmm. that campaign. And I learned so much and it was, it was fun just to kind of like, you know, be, um, on a presidential campaign. And then from there, you know, um, when that campaign stopped, it, you know, I I had the opportunity to say, okay, wait a second. All right, I've been like just running like crazy, you know, doing my thing. What should I actually be doing? You know, I mm-hmm. could have just got right back on the campaign trail, um, you know, for Biden and and um, and all them. And of course, you know, that would be cool. But then there's also the opportunity to like really figure out like, okay, me, why mm-hmm. am I here? What am I doing? Um, I've, I've had a good life. God has been blessed, blessed, you know, to me and my family and my friends and, and, and all that good stuff. However, you know, I think, you know, 
have I have I truly found my purpose and 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 why I am here? You know, oftentimes we use TV. Yep. We use um, alcohol, alcohol. We use, um, you know, all kind of like things like that, um, you know, drugs and whatnot to escape. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I had heard that the number of people using, I guess, opioids or whatever out in like rural areas had increased something like that. And, um, you know, and, and then, and, and so I'm like, you know, why are people, why are people using so many drugs? Like, like why? You know what I mean? Like why, yeah. why are people um, spending so much time on um, these platforms, you know, and yeah, it's it's escaping because their actual real life is not what they actually want it to be. So this year, I really feel like you know, 2020 is a year where it's like 2020, like you know, get clear. Um, I think that God has given us a path, basically. I I feel like God has given us a um, given us a year, yeah, maybe even. But even more, God may give us a bonus year. With like, you know, we may have two years to, um, you know, or or maybe even a year and a half to like, you know, to to like really kind of figure it out, get very clear, get very focused, and then live the the rest of your life full. Right. Because I mean, and we'll we'll get back to the topic at hand, but it's still. Mm-hmm. It still serves its purpose because it leads into, okay, why should I even get out to vote because of all the trouble that's going on? Ah, but, um, right. right, the vote. So that's the thing. It was like the pandemic came and it's an opportunity for you to really figure out what your values are as a person. Mm. To clear clean out your, clear your slate out, clean everything out, hit the reset, because yeah, I'm gaming, hit the reset button mm-hmm. and and deal with those problems and wipe out, now I'm getting IT, so wipe out your cash and start over anew. <laughs> a lot of people don't like that and even when it gets into politics people don't want to face politics because of they're worried about the the previous history which i can get that that's been built up in there so i'm like so this year we've had a ton of candidates come out you know everybody had their own particular candidate so now you're faced with okay what's directly in front of you so how do i get to that person directly in front of me and how do i connect with the individual with i line up with all the values or not and I don't necessarily line up with, you know, everybody's values that's just running right now. But the thing you had to have done or should have done is hit that reset button to wipe out all of your previous me- memories and failures and things from the past. Hold on to that foundation and think, OK, you're looking at these people. This is what we've been through before. I'm clearing it out. What do I need to do going forward and how can I play this game on past this point to, mm. to actually level up to get to a new place? Mm. People don't want to do that. So everybody's bucking the system. Everybody's bucking the people that's running for office. The older people don't want to embrace the newer people, even though they want the newer people coming in. Oh, we need new people out here because the older people are getting too old. They're getting ready to retire out. But then when the new people show up on the scene, we don't know who the hell you are. Why should we support you? And yeah, I'm right. going to stick with what's new, right? What's, what's, what's the, what I'm used to and what I'm comfortable with. I think that's the biggest problem that we have, especially in the Democratic Party. And I think it's just an overall problem we have, which is voters in general. The newer, the younger generation wants something new, but they won't show up to vote. The older generation wants to see somebody new, but want to have that new with the old feel. So now I'm going to get biblical on you. You can't put new stuff into old wineskin. You can't. can't do it. Can't do you it. Can't. You can't do you it. You can't put new stuff in the old wineskin. You sure? Okay. So what does that mean for us? So what are we going to do? Uh, you tell me. 
Madam President, you tell me. <laughs> so, you know, it's so funny. Um, so I just had this really awesome event, um, or we did actually. It was it was a women of influence event. We had 18 amazing women. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the women that we were going to have, but her schedule kind of got, I think it was in um, um, conflict, was Nina Turner. Mm-hmm. And so she is the former president of our revolution. Um, but then, but I didn't know former, I thought that she was still the president. So I put it on there, but I had someone text me say, Hey, you know, she actually isn't the president anymore. She's actually, um, thinking about starting a new party called the people's party. Uh-huh. And at first I didn't really know what that really meant. I'm like, I was like, you know what the whole new party. I mean, I did learn that it was more, um, nuanced right not like an actual party but just more of a movement towards you know um the people but it did get me thinking about that you know so you know i thought about um i'm like i'm like hmm a new party i'm like well you know now i so i always voted democrat because it's just the way i was raised i mean i'm gonna be (laughs) for real i was raised to do it you know and so i and so i did it you know what i mean um i think if i was raised to vote republican i would i was raised to do it and that's why i did it because actually my husband he was actually his dad was republican and so he was actually raised republican but then when he got involved in college um, Republicans and there was this uh, black candidate that was um, um, running and mm-hmm. he learned firsthand there in that portion of Tennessee because I won't say the whole state. I'm not going to just say you know all the Republicans are all Tennessee but where he was they were racist and they yes. were just disgusting. I mean just nasty, filthy with the, with the things that they said mm-hmm. and at that moment he was like this man is a good man like um oh they did a dog whistle um thing where i think they had some kind of like ad or billboard or something like that i think it was an ad where, where, where like it was like you know white women or it, it was basically it was it was it was trying to say to them you know be careful you know, of him, you know, as a black man with your white daughter or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just so he was like, he was just so disgusted by them doing that to like this married, you know, black man with the black family. And, you know, I mean, you know, so black family, black kids, check, 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 you know, all the stuff. Um, But they were trying to you know, paint, paint this picture of him. And so he decided to switch over. And so from then on, he became a Democrat. And that's, and that same story is for many Republicans once Trump won. They were yep. like, oh, hell nah. <laughs> Jump in this ship. You know, send the lifeboats to us, please. You know, um, and we just sent out some blue lifeboats and they got on them and then they got on our ship and whatnot. But, um, but I mean, when I think about that other party, because I've actually talked to friends about this, um, I've talked with friends about this before, is usually there's still two parties. So what happened is that one party just becomes, so if there is a new party, usually that just becomes the new name for this same party. And they right. may have, they may have, you know, ideals that are kind of different, but they're not that different. Um, right. And so with 
that statement of the old skins and the new wine, you know, to me, it's like you can look at it at a party level or, of course, as you know, on a person level. So you can't if you have this this candidate that's been in office for shoot, you know, 20 plus years. I mean, but you want all the newness. You think you'll get all the newness out of this person? Because if there are candidates that still that have been there for that long that are fresh and new mm-hmm. but that's because they always have stayed fresh and new and they've always been very inclusive of the young people that have gotten in and they just kind of like you know like they just been very very inclusive or right. sometimes you have people that are older but that but that come in now and because maybe they have always been fresh and new and they're you know, life, then they do add, even though they're older, they do add a fresh new perspective. So really, yeah, it's just about getting something different sometimes in there to just to just put different ideas out right. and um, and just to have a different expression of um, of the party or of this area to help it to truly grow. Right. And I mean, I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't say that, you know, my comment before is like on versus like the age itself. It's just something brand new, a different perspective on mm-hmm. on looking at how to how to play the game itself. Because like every chess piece that, you know, you don't use all the moves all the time. You have different moves on how you can take over that queen and that king. So right. it's like you have to have you have to embrace different techniques. The problem we see nowadays is everybody's stuck on the old. Mm. Everybody's stuck on the old. Everybody wants to use pawns and never want to get their, their queen and their king dirty as hell to even get out in them streets. And so I guess, <laughs> I mean, I guess going forward though, what would you do? Like, what did you guys do to help get people out to vote? Because we have seen a massive turnout mm-hmm. this year alone for early early voting. Yeah, I mean, I think this year we, well, first of all, we came with a vision um, and we really had, you know, straight up plans like we're like you know like this is what we, this is what we're trying to do you know we're trying to increase the young voters we're trying to we are trying to um you know increase turnout in low turnout areas mm-hmm. and so what we did was that we made plans around that so you know everything from the postcard parties to social media so we did like a lot of good branding this year uh, for both the decab young democrats and for um for decab Democrats to like really just kind of get people out. We, you know, for the first time ever, we had our um, we had our DeKalb Democrats um, convention, mm-hmm. you know, with the blue wave. And that was and, you know, we had a great turnout for that. We had all kind of folks um, for that. And so we just have tried to just, you know, think a little bit outside the box for the way that we go about, um, you know, like, you know, getting people out to vote. One of the big things for for us, so we were the first, so DeKalb Young Democrats was the first group in DeKalb to want to actually like use Zoom once mm-hmm. the virus like hit, right? And you know, everything shut down, right? Everyone shut down. But I'm like, mm, we can still do this thing. So in March, I mean, we had, it was actually on my birthday mm-hmm. and we, and we actually had our um, our our Zoom meeting. It was it was good turnout. We actually had John Ossoff um, on that meeting, um, and then from there, it just you know I just kept doing it. And all of a sudden, that like you know we we're all fully you know fully online. The 
Other thing that that I feel like we definitely had a role in starting hardcore was this big absentee ballot move for a fact. Like, you know, people were kind of shutting down. They didn't know what to do. I was like, I was like, don't get distracted. Right. Still vote. Vote by absentee ballot. And you can go back to our Instagram page and see how early we were pushing it very, very early. And then and then you know, everyone else began to like pick up on it um, and just kind of go from there. But we, my thing was don't get distracted because right. I did feel like there was an element of distraction that was trying to be put out there. And I'm like, there people are still voting this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I feel like if I hadn't have done that either, I feel like there was almost like two options. One option was everyone got so distracted with the pandemic that it, that it was like record low turnout and let's like move everything to next year. And, um, or it was a thing where, you know, we could just say, nah, bruh, like we're going we're gonna, to like people need to, to vote or, or it could be a thing where, where they wanted it to be where it was low um, turnout, but mm-hmm. they were able to control who, who actually came out because they would target that, that, that certain group. But my right. thing is that, you know, yeah, let's let's just get everybody involved in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, let's let's have it to where um, everybody can vote. And so I found this website for absentee ballots to where they would send it to you. We began to push that hard um, with the cab young Democrats and then the the cab Democrats, you know, um, um, got on and then all the other Fulton County Clayton, like everybody just kind of like you know, began to push and then in Georgia and then expanded from Georgia to like everywhere else. And like, we just really, you know, we're like, let's push this, push this hardcore. And then even for the absentee ballot uh, boxes. So I remember I saw one in Cobb County and I was like, uh, can we get this also in DeKalb County? Right. This is cute. I'm like, it got, it got stripes on it and stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can we get this please? And then we got some, I'm like, yeah, you know, ask and you shall receive. Um, and yeah. And so, you know, and so I felt like, I felt like that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and so we, we really have, I feel like done our part largely as the, influencers of you know how we did politics this year in Georgia I mean I'll be straight I'll be candid about it because you know we're all very um very connected right and so what each other does and um for us it was I don't want folks getting distracted absentee ballot this thing let's get these boxes going and that has became a you know a um a big thing and then even just with just the but it's interesting i mean that you say that because it's like us being connected and especially the older generation so everybody's connected everybody's on facebook everybody get on facebook talking trash everybody get on twitter talking trash both 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 very toxic environments but you got to float in those toxic environments But why is it that we can get on social media and we can be virtual with social media, but when it comes to campaigning or it comes to dealing with ballots, both of those things have to be physically done. Like nobody could embrace the virtual side of it. Nobody would really embrace initially on the virtual town halls or the Zoom meetings and stuff. And then when it Uh, comes to voting, okay, I want to get out to go cast my vote as opposed to mailing one in. Even though we've been doing mailing votes for, you know, decades now. Forever, right, (laughs) right. So it's like, forever. why is it that you can't change over into something new 
and still, you know, vote. Right, right. I mean, I agree. I think that um, I think that for this year, it was more so because people were getting sick. It's like, you know, we didn't want people to not to miss out on, on, on voting. So the main thing with the absentee ballot was people didn't want to go out. People, mm-hmm. you know, people were getting sick. They were wearing masks and we wanted people to vote safely. So right. it was it was more so of a safety measure for that. But in general, um, yeah, it's I mean, I think that this year has updated everybody. So, you know, um, it has made every everything from corporations, you know, to um, to like small businesses it has made mm-hmm. them get virtual it has made yeah. them get online, which is really good because there was a major gap between the millennials and like the baby boomers to where being at work, right? It's like a thing where they felt like you had to be in the building yeah, between this time that. and this time to work and to be effective. And for millennials, it's kind of like, we're like, mm, but you don't though. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, it's like, you don't understand this, but I promise you I can get more work done better quality if you let me work from wherever so like say if I'm in the Bahamas you know what I'm saying working on my laptop doing work for the company don't you know how much happier and how much more productive I'm gonna be than being stuffed in this office unless uh, unless your campus is just beautiful I mean you got all the amenities it is basically a Google like campus yeah. Unless you, unless it is a true campus, not just a office that just you know has this over here. Here, it's a gaming pad over here, and then we, you know, I mean that is cute too, and that does work to an extent. But it's like you know there needed to, to be more flexibility, even with just having one or two or from home days. I remember having um, having a boss like, well, you know, I wanted to have like one work from home day per week or or mm-hmm. maybe even like you know two and he's like well you know let's first let's just see how things would go these first six months and then and i'm thinking six months bro who is who is doing that and now look at now look at us right we are all right. working from home and you're still able to get the work done there is a place for office because there are times where you want to be focused and be in office. So I do love office, honestly. Like, you know, I I do love it. But but you you want to still have the flexibility as long as you are getting your work done. So I think um I think that it's been good because people have embraced tech and they have embraced being virtual. As far as voting virtually, I think that because of what was put out there about Trump and the Russians and X, Y, and Z, I think that people are not as secure about the level of security online to trust a digital ballot Mm-hmm. Yet, um, but I think. That oh no, I wasn't even saying that. Oh, oh now, okay. Now, would that be <laughs> nice? Yes, that would be nice, and I have an idea for that. Like the biggest argument I made with people when we were talking about you know casting a virtual ballot versus a actual physical ballot mm-hmm. in the older generation. Oh God, they hated me for it. Oh my God, but I don't care. <laughs> it's, uh, I said, you know what? Prime example, prime example. We doing, we talk about paper ballots. We talk about actual casting ballots. Before we got the big iPads that we have now, I'm like, let's go back to the Stacey Abrams election. I'm like, 
how many boxes was in back rooms and nobody found it was actually ballots. Right. So I was like, so you worried about virtual ballots and then them being, you know, hacked or shut down, even though we can make everything secure. I mean, we can use crypto, uh, crypto, um, not currency, but we can use that form of hashing to prevent people from some data from being stolen. But of course, people don't understand that. But I'm like, but if you want to talk about paper ballots, I mean, hell, this past election with your boy Kemp, all the ballot boxes that was stored back somewhere that was didn't even get counted because mm-hmm. people had just put them in a back room. So I was like, so, you know, there's no security anywhere. I'm like, I get That's a good point. the paper. I'm like, but, you know, again, like how many books are being made now versus what you're reading on iPads and Kindles? That You know what? That is a good, great point. Even for my election, I remember um, I was told that I should use absentee ballots for... Um, for it but my campaign manager he was actually super against it he was like no he was like because I do not trust the cab to actually you know count them properly and so he really just said you know let's just get everybody out here to early vote that's the best that's that's the way to have things be safe and just give people more time to vote and then also and then also make election day a holiday so that mm-hmm. people can actually for sure vote um but you know but it's funny though because now look at this year right we got all we got so many paper ballots but we do have a very extensive um we have a very extensive board to actually mm-hmm. check out and to make sure that everything is counted to make sure that that everything is transparent. I mean, honestly, this year, from what I can tell, I mean, I don't, I, you know, I know I'm a Democrat, you know, I mean, so I don't know what's what, but it does seem like the current Secretary of State is, is attempting to make up for the past um, issues, you know, but I mean, I have no, I have, I have no clue though, right? So, so, I mean, how I see it is that you have to just focus on your county because at, at the end of the day, they can only do, do so much. And this is right. and this is, this is my big thing, you know, is, is that oftentimes we out here pointing these fingers. We out here blaming big groups for things. I'm like, okay, let's bring it back in. You know what I'm saying? In a kind of like, like the Cab County, that is overwhelmingly democratic and overwhelmingly blue. Uh-huh. Also very Same. black. Yeah. Very black. Like a like, you know, like most of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? This is Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. We are the home of educated, wealthy, you know, well to do, well known mm-hmm. black folks. I mean, that ain't never been a thing. I have never not known black wealth. I have never not known black education. I have never not it's 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 ingrained in our DNA mm-hmm. and of who we are. So if there is anywhere in the entire country, maybe, I don't know, but if there's, but yes, honestly, you know what I'm saying? No, that, I want you to, because I want you to bring in yes. my thought and what I'm, what I'm going to say after you finish saying what you're going to okay. say. Okay. It should be us. So like we, we have to make sure that we are holding our own people accountable mm-hmm. for making sure that our vote is counted. Okay. Let's right. stop this boogeyman mess. Yes. Right. That was a thing. Okay. Yes, it was a thing. And yes, those practices were still going on. And we are grateful for Stacey Abrams for bringing that up. But in my race, I'll say like I, I experienced and I saw oppression and suppression 
mm-hmm. of black folks with black folks in the vote. You know what I'm yes. saying? I yeah. saw people terrorizing old people. I yes. mean, straight up to force them to vote their way. I saw yeah. what I saw was disgusting and dangerous, nasty and filthy. I'm gonna be honest uh-huh. with you. It was bad. I so, saw I saw that kind of suppression. So what so so what I'm saying is is that oftentimes we want to blame other people, mm-hmm. but we have to zoom in and mm-hmm. say, what can we do mm-hmm. to actually make sure that the voting process is secure right. and it is safe in our areas that we control. And to to piggyback off it, because I made a point to this and I I thought it was real funny because it's like everybody like like Jacinda saying everybody's pointing the finger and the county that she's talking about, county we both grew up in in the district wide, they they were blaming like the GOP on the machines and power and stuff going down and, you know, the lines being so long and they're trying to corrupt the system and sway votes certain ways. I'm like, bruh. Bro, let's, right. let's 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 have real talk for a minute. Yes, one plus one equals two. Come on, right. now. <laughs> I'm like, Come first of all, cab the <laughs> cab is blue. If it ain't blue, I don't know what it is. It it is blue. It might have it a, is a, navy a, blue. Yes, it, it might have a trickle of blood in there somewhere, but it's still <laughs> blue. It is still blue. The district, the district is overwhelmingly blue. It blue. is blue. Very blue. 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 Avatar it is blue. You going out to the ocean and all you see is just blue with it's a ocean. red. Definitely, boat. we are an ocean. <laughs> so if a machine, if they don't have enough machines, or the lines are like five and six hours long, you cannot Next. say. Oh, it's the GOP trying to set us up, trying to set who up? Because it's not going to benefit them at all. It's not going to (laughs) benefit them at all. You're not going to get enough votes to go towards a Republican within our district or our county. It's just just, not going to happen. Only person that's benefiting is the incumbent that's in office right now that does not want to come out of office. And Mm. I'm I'm just going to say that. Okay, <laughs> so you know, I that. can't, I can't, I can't go into those areas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I am, I, you she's know, not going to say am, it, but I can't she's say those president. kind of things. Yes, yes I can't, I can't, I can't say say those things. But what I will say is that that there has been a fear, from what I have understood or what I have been told, is that there has been this thing where okay, we have to protect the incumbent, but you know, there are groups like No Safe Seats, right? Because we don't want y'all getting comfortable. Because when you get comfortable, sometimes you get a little lazy. Yeah. Sometimes you don't do what you got to do. Right. My thing, I mean, and everybody is different. Everybody is different. So, you know, it kind of is what it is, but it's a new class rising. Accept mm-hmm. it. We're coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're here. You know what I'm saying? And it is only going to grow. Just, just get on board and support because here's the good thing about this new class. This new class, a hundred percent is about the people. And right. I don't, I mean, I can't talk for everybody, so I can't say that for, for everybody, but I'll say that with the new class that I'm around, that I'm experiencing, we like, we can do math. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, I mean, you know, we, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, if we have a budget of this much money, then we should spend that budget to make sure that our kids have X, Y, and Z. We're like, you know what? We're going to actually go around to our schools and see how they're doing. We're going to talk to the actual students mm-hmm. and and the teachers and the principals and 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 get the holistic perspective of of what is going on and we're not going to live these lies like oh well education don't matter like you know that's not we can't control that we can't i mean if i hear that one more time out right. of a out of the mouth of anybody i mean anybody don't be in congress don't be a state don't be any of these things 
if you really think that you don't have an influence on our system for education for our kids that's just like come on I mean come on people no you do because if your voice don't matter and it, you, your, because your influence does. But if you it think it, if you don't think that what you have can influence change, why do we have protests? Ah, uh, right, right, right. So if if, if you're in a position of power and you're in actually a position of power, and a group of people put you in that power, how can you in turn tell those very people that the power they've given you can't be used to affect change in their community because it's outside of your pers- your own scope of job itself. But yet that same community can get out in thousands and thousands and march the street to inspire change that way. Yeah, and you know what? It's so funny, like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be real real quick. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like the time for marching has expired. Yeah. Okay? No, no, no. I say it all the time. No, you might not listen to um, other podcasts. I do say that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, okay, yes, marching is fun. We can lose calories. Um, we we can get healthy and we can yeah, come we get together. Your steps in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We get those 10 other steps in, you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, for uh, I know for me personally, like I have I've gotten COVID thick and it's time for me to get COVID <laughs> thick. So I can definitely use some, you know, use um use some more um, you know, walking and whatnot. But what I will say though is is that at this point, we must use our brains. Mm-hmm. We must use our brains. Yes. It is time for full brain power. Yep. And what I mean by that is, come on now, people. Unless we were all sold alive. From my from my understanding, there was slavery. Yeah. Then there was Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Then there was civil rights movement. Yes. And then things got a little bit better. But then there were some suspicious drugs happening in the mm-hmm. 80s. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then the 90s happened and, you know, with like all the jails and X, Y and Z. And we all most people, it's very obvious that um, that the jail system is modern day slavery. Everyone Mm -hmm. equates it to each other. So we so we got all this knowledge. Now we in 2020. Okay, Mm -hmm. we have had a black first family. Mm We have we have had a mixed president. Mm -hmm. We have um, we you know, and then here in ATL, I mean, we got HBC. I mean, we got Spellman, we got Morehouse, we got Clark. We got, I mean, we we have. I mean, shoot, even Morris Brown. I mean, we really have. And then in Georgia as a whole, I mean, we really are. We are this. We are a great place. Um, <clears throat> so I just don't feel like there should really be any hardcore struggling. I feel like if there's anywhere in the world or anywhere in definitely in the states where there should be a like just top tier system of people actually getting rehabilitated and um, being helped out as far as the jails go it definitely should be Atlanta Georgia because we full of all this black intelligence right right all this all this this black intelligence right Um, all this black money black power black influence right I mean black black is what influences all culture you know what I'm saying so my thing is um, we at this point have to create a new formula for change Mm -hmm. and yes we will go to the streets if we need to but sometimes people are you know get a little tired and so one of the things that um that we really push in our um women of influence event that we just had which had activists Mm -hmm. which had politicians but also had lawyers 
We need more lawyers. We need more lawyers. We need a lot more lawyers to make sure that instead of us out here tired, you know what I'm saying, getting killed in these streets, let's just lawyer the F up, you know, excuse my language, to ensure that our people are not being discriminated against at work, um, at home, at play, wherever they are. And mm-hmm. let's make sure that we have more models, more role models that are not fake. I mean, we got a lot of fakeness, just like, just, you know what I'm saying? Keep it real. And, but, but also, we do have to elect people that are real and that are polished and that really represent what we want. And I feel like, you know, that's where, and that's where we have to be. Like, you know, we, we, we need more of that, um, and sometimes that takes extra financing, extra, extra, extra finding. But we, you know, it's our duty to our people. And for us, because we're from here, you know, to our state, I'm like, shoot, I like, look, I love Georgia. I love all my people in Georgia. White, black, too. in between. I mean, I grew up around every, every culture, every color since I was a young child. So I have mm. never, I've never had an issue with diversity. To me, it's very normal and I like it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's cool. I mean, I've always gone to very diverse schools. But that depends on yeah. your, that depends on your area though. Cause I mean, even me coming out of Stone Mountain and, and making that group around everybody, it was still okay. cool until, like I was telling um, Tamika the other day, it, everything is cool until you go too far outside the perimeter. Oh, when you okay. go too far outside the Tell perimeter. Tell me more. Tell me more. What do you mean by you that? You experience a ton. Well, you used to experience a ton of racism. So prime example, like I told people during my campaign, like Gwinnett County, before Gwinnett County became diverse. Mm-hmm. When I'm telling you, I, when I started dating outside of my race and I caught so much hell going through the cab, especially Loganville, where I live at now, Loganville used to be mm-hmm. one of the, the, the great places to have your KKK people at. <laughs> and and, and looking at places. you and trying to, yes, yes. They were out here in droves. Wow. And a lot of people don't understand it because I'm like, you know, because even in Macon, there were certain parts of Macon that you just could not go to if you were a minority, period. You just mm. couldn't go to it because if you did, there's a likely chance that you wouldn't make it back out. And even to this day, that's how, you know, 45, because I, I never give him the respect to call him his name. 45 did good here. It's because he went to the rural areas here and he made them seem like, it's like he's doing right now, that, you know, things are bad for them and it's only going to get worse because of the changes happening from divert minority groups. He played to their fears. Yeah, he played yes. to their fears, you know, hardcore. I mean, what he yeah. did was that he just, he just tapped into an untapped group. Right, you know, and and um and on the opposite, the other untapped group are the black folks who are who are in those same areas, right? And that and, right. and that is what Stacey did. I mean, she she tapped into that to that untapped group. But what I would say though is, um, I, I mean, everybody's experience. State, <laughs> yes, I mean, so I, I mean, love I love Georgia. State. Like, I am a peach, and I am yeah, proud I, to be a Georgia I peach. You. I am born and raised, yep. and I I love being from Georgia. I think that I just love it. Like, I. You know, I I take on the culture of of Georgia from both, mm-hmm. you know, black and white as my own because right. I am from here and I feel like it has made me because the truth is is that I think, you know, everything that you experience dictates your experience, right? So right. I will say that my experience is that when you go to country 
areas in Georgia and white areas, they are super sweet and nice. They sure are. You know, I cannot even front to you. I mean, I would, I would, I would, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I remember, um, so I love to do all kinds of things. Like, you know, I am a hardcore explorer, okay? <laughs> you know, I love to explore all over Georgia, all over the world, really. But, um, you know, but I remember going to this um, Lavender Festival with two of my friends uh, from my, uh, from my um, church group. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with I was with Sarah and Maria, and they were like, "Are you sure we should go? It's so far out. We're gonna be the only black folks here. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna be racist towards us." And did I, I was like, I I said, I promise you, they are going to be so sweet, and in fact, they're gonna go out their way to be really kind and nice to us. Um, because that's that's that is my experience for the for the most part. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna keep it real. And we got there, and they felt kind of apprehensive. But what happened? People were super sweet, super nice. I find that in the country, especially because there's a lot of shared experiences between um, blacks and whites in those rural areas, you will find that they are more like family. Than, yeah. um, than one would think. Now, of course, there are that, yeah. people that are like races and that are not. Of course, you're gonna find you're gonna find haters and people who are just mad at the world for no reason at all. Right. Everywhere, unfortunately, they're just mad. You know what I'm saying? Because of what they have gone through and their life, and you know, and we pray for them and we hope that that one day, you know, they'll get happy again. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, it was so funny because I remember during the height of all the race stuff that was happening here in Georgia, um, John and I, we went to, we were actually down in the deep South. We were down in Savannah and Uh we were, we actually went island hopping through all the little islands and we were on this one island and it was so funny because um, it was like this country white family and the country black family and they were with each other and they were just and then like um one little boy was you know he was calling the black woman like you know um it was some kind of sweet name but it's like it's like I could just feel I could just feel the love between the families you know Mm -hmm. it was so obvious that they respected each other and that they had a deep like love and reverence for each other and it was during the height of all of the craziness and I'm like and I say all the time media will paint a specific pigeonholed picture yeah but then you get out here in the streets and you see what's happening and for the most part and it's just my life experience for the most part people are good I mean I think that if you give out the energy and, and, and if you expect people to be good they will be good mm-hmm. but if but if you go out looking for people to be racist. You're going to attract it. <laughs> right. I mean, what yeah. you going to attract? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, even for me, like, I'm going to be honest, like, you know, when it comes to officers, I look at them as like my personal bodyguards. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, they're just, they are here to protect me. And right. for the most part throughout my life, you know, that has been my experience. Now, um, I'm not a fool though, you know, because I have, I have brothers, I have seen what's happening and, and it is so clear that, that police culture needs a lot of change and we got to stop targeting black, black people and black <laughs> men. Like, I mean, just stop, yeah. stop, stop it. Please stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Please stop it because it is hindering the black family and it is the family structure that is what helps to really, you know, keep 
uh, America and keep all of our world, you know, propped up in a good, safe space. It's like they say all the time, right? There could be there could be two families on the same street, the same place, and in one household they have they have the best childhood you could ever think of. But in the but right next door, same street though, same street next door, they're having a horrible experience because of what is going on in the family. And so we have to protect the family. We have mm-hmm. to grow the family, and um, especially especially the black family. All right. So I'm uh, bring it back in. How do you feel about the ads that's been coming out to get, encourage people out to vote? And I have one ad in particular I'm going to ask you about. Okay. Well, I mean... Because like, everybody's been running different ads now. Oh, I'm my God. Specifically for Dems. Not just talking about the... Can- I mean, you're talking about candidates. I'm candidates, just saying to get just out to vote. I mean, I've seen... Oh, my God. Like, I've seen so many. Like, I have never gotten so many things in the mail about voting. I'm like, this is a trend now. Now you got, you have companies. I'm like, okay, so now it's just being used even just to like market products. Like, you know, vote. Right. You know what I'm saying? Buy our product. It's like, okay, wow. Wow. Okay, cool. But I mean, so it's there's good, there's yeah. one in particular like okay. Tamika and I was talking about. Okay. And it was to try to get a certain group of people to get out and vote because I guess they don't necessarily, which they, they don't get out oh. and vote. I think I'm talking about. Do you mean the booty shaking? Yes, <laughs> yes. Ugh. So there is a stripper, Ugh. and no hate against strippers. Just, there's a stripper video ad that's out there to encourage black men. Yes, black men. Because black men go to strip clubs <laughs> and all black men know are big booties and strip clubs. And that's what, no, I think a lot more highly of black men than just booties and strip clubs. And okay, first of all, no judgment. Gotta put that out there. No judgment. No judgment. Um, I'll say also that I can respect creativity I mean I'm a creative you know what I'm saying like I yes I am a intellectual but I'm also a artist next Y and Z and so mm-hmm. I can respect creativity so um, so that is cool but I also wholly respect women especially black women I have no interest I'm talking about zero. I have zero interest in seeing black women shaking their butts and using their bodies to entice men to vote. I get it. Like, I get it. Like, I Mm -hmm. get it. Trust me, I get it. I'm from Atlanta. I mean, I get it, okay? Mm -hmm. I have never been to a strip club ever in my life because, you know, I am also, I mean, I'm like a Southern Baptist girl, right? So it's just, I, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that happened, you know, being Atlanta, but it just did. I just, I have never gone to one, but what I'll say though is that I love, I love um, women. I love black women and I, um, they are, they are queens and mm-hmm. they shall be put on pedestals and they shall not be, be used as a tool um, for their bodies like they have been in these past centuries. So mm-hmm. in a way, to me, it just, to me, it was in conflict of being, to me, it was in conflict of woman empowerment. And, and, and even though there are those that will say, well, women can do whatever and that is woman empowerment. And yes, I get that too. I get it, mm-hmm. I get it, I get it. But just personally, Personally, for me, that was just like, wow. I just, I was just. You think like, it's effective? Maybe. 
And sometimes, sometimes that is worth it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I think that that definitely was effective for a certain targeted group of men. But I also have heard many black men say, please stop summing us up to stats about, you know, prison systems and stats about like so I have heard many black men just be like, okay. So you think that talking about the prison system, talking about strippers, that's 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 why I am, right? Okay, cool, great, great. Yeah, I don't read, you know what I'm saying? I don't respect women, you know what I'm saying? Of course I go to strip clubs. I mean, it's like I have heard many of them just be like, just they have felt like the Democratic Party has just summed them up to the most trashy or just the most minuscule, you know, talking points. Mm-hmm. And they're like, um, no, I'm not interested in, in in seeing these asses because I have a wife. So how about pricking my heart with getting married to my wife as a black man? Because my goals are to have a great family and, you know, and to build wealth and to get a home and to have a business and to grow, you know, talk about prick my heart with love, bruh. Mm-hmm. Pick, you know, prick my heart with what is going to sustain me because ass shaking is a moment, but a right. wife is forever. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so, yeah. you know, and so, and so I feel like, um, I feel like it, I, to me, because I have personally, you know, I'm a tech graduate, um, you know, I, I have, um, brothers, you know, one, he is a Morehouse grad. Um, I just have friends just, I, I mean, I have been around in, intelligent, smart black men my entire life. I mean, to have gone to all the best schools, Harvard and Princeton, my cousins, family, da-da-da, Sanford, just every, but just, just in general. And I know that for them, they're not interested in being summed up (laughs) with the stripper video and with a prison stat. They don't have no interest in that. Now, they do want our system to be better. They want to make sure that black men are not targeted. Of course, that is one talking point. But um, as far as the ad goes, I mean, listen, I want to make sure that I'm saying the positive. So kudos to creativity. Kudos Uh to the the music. You know, kudos to those that were able to be reached. But Mm -hmm. personally... I just, I just have a higher thought of my black man. I mean, I just, I just, I just, I just not dare sum him up to, um, to, to, to that kind of ad. But I get it. I yeah. get it. I just, it's just not, it's just not what I would have done. But that's okay because everyone is different, and that's a cool thing about life, right? Everybody different. Right. <laughs> and um, before we wrap it up, so um. I will say that the one thing I did appreciate about it, because I mean, Tamika kind of said the same thing too, but I'm like, well, it's the shock value. So I'm like, so right. you don't you don't like it. I said, but it shocked you enough to go check it out. And it shocked you enough to see the message behind it. So it woke you up to make you say, okay, well maybe I need to get out here and do something because now they're really trying to get my attention by okay. feeding off something that I don't necessarily want a whole lot of people know that I do in my private time. Sometimes when I hang out with my boys. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, and that's real because you know what? The truth is, is that there are some truths that we don't want to hear about. Right. Right. And so seeing where the truth is, is that there are definitely a segment. I mean, here's the truth. Like I remember and and I mean, I was actually quite embarrassed when I was on a Delta flight, I think coming from some country and Mm -hmm. I saw that they had, um, um, it was a movie about Magic City. I'm like, wow. So the 
the movies about Atlanta that are on the Delta flight are of strippers and okay cool 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 I mean it's 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 real but sometimes I mean for me personally I just love to celebrate black excellence I love Mm -hmm. to celebrate um the sides that are more inspirational and that are more sustaining Mm -hmm. I don't want to downplay it but I can even say people like a and I mean I don't know her life but let's just say people like like a Cardi B, right? Yeah. She was a stripper. But the moment, the moment, the moment she could get out of that lifestyle, she did. And yeah. she has not gone back. Has she? Right. No. no. So, so to me, that shows that that is oftentimes a place if, you know, from folks that I've talked to, it's a place where women are abused, where they are misused, where they are, where there are drugs and there is Yes, they can make money to get their life to be better, X, Y, and Z. But from my understanding from many of the women, that's not their first choice. Right. So it's kind of like putting abuse on display. I just, you know, it's like a thing where, oh, and glamorizing it. So you can put abuse on display if it's to make a point and then your point is now the like how to make this better how can we heal this issue Mm -hmm. but when you put abuse on display and you glamorize it I will never do that and it's just my personal preference because I just value women especially the black women I I mean she is she is the she is the mother of the earth right and should be respected she raised I mean back in the times where folks were enslaved in our country she raised not only her family but also the family of the people in the in the house right Mm -hmm. so so seeing where you know this woman is a woman that should always be celebrated and put on the biggest highest pedestals you can ever imagine and think of so I just I just don't find any enjoyment in degrading her in any form at all that's just that's just I can't I just I, I can't do it but the shock value is there I you know I you know I actually heard about it but I mm-hmm. definitely did not seek it out because I don't seek out things that I don't want to see I was like I don't want to see that but then it just popped up one day and I was like oh no and I was like whoa I was taken aback I was like wow but I get it and there's and there's yeah. no judgment you know in it and I do think that it was effective for the people that are still in that lifestyle it was cool to them and it got them probably out to vote and there you go because you know what they say it sex sales but I, I it am, does you know but I am looking forward to the day where we can say love sales I agree. I'm looking for today too that we don't have a black agenda or Hispanic agenda. It's just an agenda for the people across the board. Guys, love sales and the people's agenda. So, as we wrap it up, what do you want to say to people to get them to come out to vote? And then why should they vote Dems? Madam uh, President of the Young Dem Party. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, you have I guess catching me in the morning got me just all opened up. I was, I don't think I should have said the things that I said today, but you know, God be with me and God be with me. Um, I just want to say that I really want people to make an educated vote. I want Mm -hmm. them to think about not just who they may like. Mm -hmm. Think about who will actually be best for Mm -hmm. you and for your life. Think about who will actually make 
your life or the life of your children or even your parents better. Um, and vote for vote for that, you know, and try your best to meet them or talk to them or to learn more about their agenda so that you are not just making a blind vote, but that you are voting with some level of knowledge. And then I would say, why vote Democrat? You know, and yes, I am president of the Cabinet Democrats. And so I'll say vote Democrat because for the most part, I know that's, you know, there are folks that may be like, you know, that that won't agree with this, but for the most part, our agenda does think about our brother or our sister. You know, it's mm-hmm. not always implemented. And that is, you know, that's something that we will work on. But we do think about the other person. You know, it is not only about ourselves. And so I do think that we are the party that, you know, has additional love for our fellow person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, that that says a lot about us. And so, you know, our goal is to get folks to vote Democratic down the ballot. Now, if people want more information on you and who you are or this on the Young Dems, yeah. how can they find that? They can find me. I have a new site. Um, it is jacindajackson.com. So J-A-C-I-N-D-A jackson.com. Um, online for Instagram, personally, um, it is Cindy for Community. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my, my nickname. Um, so Cindy for Community. And as far as DeKalb Young Democrats, you can go to DeKalbYD.org. For Facebook, you can go to uh, Facebook.com slash DeKalb Young Democrats. And for Instagram and for Twitter, you can go to um, Instagram.com com slash decap young dims and yeah i mean we are we're here oh and our and our and our our email is decap young dims at gmail.com you can reach us all there um we have a great exec team this year i'm so proud of us we have we i mean we got a good squad we got a really really good good squad we out here doing all the big things um and we are doing our part to like just make georgia better and to make decap county better and i'm so proud of us and definitely join our team reach out we are open we are here to hear what you got to say all right and then now how i end my podcast is because we're surrounded by so much chaos right now i'd like to leave people with a word of encouragement so if you can can you give us a word before i give mine a word of encouragement oh my goodness encouragement i love encouragement okay Ew. Okay, can I get this quote? Amanda, that that, that we are I gotta find the quote. Let me find let me find the quote. It's 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 where is it at? Okay, I have it because it's on my gratitude app. I wanna find this quote real quick because this is what I wanna say to the people because this is what I think will make us all better as an entire world. Cause I love I mean, it might sound very pageanty or it might sound cliche, but like I'm just programmed to want a better world. Like, let's just do it. Like, let's just all have an amazing world. So here is my quote. It is by Rumi. It is, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. And that is by Rumi. And so I think that before we are out here changing the world, let's change ourselves on the inside and make sure that what we have going on um, aligns with who we are. And that way it will make it so much more easy to change the outside world. And I feel like... um, 
you know, as we said earlier, for there are a portion of us where we've been helping our whole lives. So mm-hmm. it's just who we are. It's just in our DNA. And, um, and I want that to be the way for more folks. So just, you know, so just look inside, use this time. We have three more months left in this year, two and a half, I guess you could say, and just make sure that you are on the inside and you are doing all that you can do to be a better person. And if you do that, you will change the world around you. I agree. Now I'm gonna give y'all one of uh, Antonio's original. I think I need to write me a, a motivational book. <laughs> so this kind of I'm going to give you this one this, this kind of coincides with what Jacinda just said so one of my biggest beliefs here, especially with what's been going on this year is that me being a stone mountain boy no mountain can be climbed if you have not taken care of yourself to get to the top because even going to the top you have to endure stress you have to endure struggle but once you get there and you continuously climb once you get back you can see all the hard work that you put into it and only then once you recognize it can you help others out so going forward continue to build yourself up make yourself stronger so you can be more empowered to lift up those around you that are are in need Uh. so I want to thank Miss Jacinda, Madam President of Young Democratic Party, for coming out again and being a guest on the show. Thank in the you. segment of Does My Vote Matter? It does. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, this is Antonio Hicks, you know, again, aka Escaping the Matrix. You can find me on ptgtv.online for all of my streaming services because I do game because I'm a gamer for the podcast info and then for, you know, anything that may be coming up after that. So thank you all again. Y'all have a great day wherever you're listening to this. And remember to stay positive. Help everybody out. Happy podcasting.